All right, so before I get too far into the podcast today, um, there's this isn't a commercial. I just want to say thanks to everybody for the support lately. It has been getting bonkers around here. Um, we have some great support. We have some great sponsors coming on here for the second half of the year, starting in July. Um, I really just wanted to say thanks for the support. We're having a blast. Uh, we got some great guests coming up. Um, we have a lot of requests to be on the show and things like that as well. So we really appreciate all the sponsors we've had. We have some that are sticking with us. We have some great new ones coming on. We have some great opportunities, some huge giveaways. The merch store is coming along well. The merch is all here. We are now taking pictures and setting everything up for that. So I hope you guys all enjoy that. And I really just wanted to say thank you. We're having a great time. Um, we have some great videos coming up. We have some great partnerships in the works. I hope you enjoy it. I hope it's entertaining. And I hope in the summer is treating you well. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Now let's get to these commercials that I know you all want to hear. Rather than give you the standard uh, commercials or ad space here for these next three, we're just going to do them all back to back to back here. And uh, I'll tell you every reason why we use all three. Of course, the first is Liberty Supply Manufacturing. Um, Sam and his brother Mike run a great company there. Um, I believe it's libertysupply.biz is the website. Um, you can also find them on Instagram at libertysupply underscore MFG, which is for manufacturing. But Sam and Mike have been our go-to here at Wiscoat for the last at least six years, I would think. And they take care of almost every kind of asphalt tool or seal coating and some striping um, equipment and pieces and everything that we can need. So spray tips, street brooms, uh, what else we get? Flagging tape from them. We get our um, pro coder brooms, I believe, from them, power brooms, um, and just everything. So those two have been killer. They always have. We thank them, as always, for their support of the podcast and uh, looking forward to working with them in the future more and more and more and more. The second one, which everybody uh, maybe has been following along and has some fun, as Jeff has had some alter egos lately, is Stencil Plus. Uh, Stencil Plus has every stencil you need. They can make any custom stencil as well. We use all of our stencils that we have on our job sites. They came from Stencils Plus, and they always will. You can even use a code at Stencil Plus. Uh, BB10 will save you 10% off of anything you buy there. So if you're going to spend a G, you save a hundred bucks by putting in BB10. Um, you get looking at some of those stencils and some of those things. It's easy to rack up a G, I'm sure. And as we're getting going, this is the busiest time of the year. So, um, you know, you, I'm sure you're going to be hitting Stencils Plus up for a lot of stuff. You can also find them at on TikTok at Stencils Plus and on Instagram at Stencils Plus. And you can just go on Facebook and find Jeff too. And he's always talking about Stencil Plus. So you can always find everything you want as far as stencils go, whether it's super thin, super thick, whatever the mills are that you want, they can make it all. I've seen some amazing stencils get made there, three-phase stencils, stencils for football fields and athletic fields and things like that. So any and everything, they got it there, I promise. There's not anything they can't do at Stencils Plus. Now, the third one, and one that we've been using a lot lately is our numbers with the 800 Pavement Network. We have 1-800-BLACKTOP here at Wiscote, and now we have 1-800-BLACKTOP at Dubuque as well. The nice thing is both of those area codes are right side by side. So whether we're in whatever truck and it says 1-800-BLACKTOP, if they, you know, if a customer sees it and gets an inkling of, I wonder who that is, and they decide to call 1-800-BLACKTOP, they're going to get us. We also have 1-800-STRIPING here in Southern Wisconsin, which is on our striping trailer. But most of the time, people just call us for our... 1-800-BLACKTOP number because, you know, we're always out doing seal coating or crack sealing or patching or whatever. And people see it, they recognize it. And now people just know that that's us. You know, both of our logos have 1-800-BLACKTOP underneath them. And mostly every truck we have or um, seal coat reg or whatever has 1-800-BLACKTOP underneath them. So it works out really well. It's definitely a tool that if you use it the right way, can help you with your branding. It's really a lot easier to remember than just a strange combination of numbers that are hard to remember. It works out really, really well. Not to mention there are added benefits. You know, uh, the 800 Payment Network is a group of contractors 
a large number, hundreds, and you can get a lot of discounts. I think there's discounts this year at Staples or Sherwin-Williams, Sealmaster. They have partners with a lot of other companies that help get you breaks. We actually got a voucher last year for our Sealmaster sealer purchase that we're going to um, be having this year. So cannot recommend 800 Payment Network enough with what we've been able to do with it, with those numbers. Uh, it's worth a shot. You can just give a call to Briggs. She would be glad to explain all that to you. Um over there at 800 Payment Network. Just hit them up anywhere online. I believe it's 800 Payment Network on Instagram. And if you type in 800 Payment Network on Google, you're going to find them too. Now, let's get to the show. Welcome back to the podcast. I want to kick off this episode here by talking to you guys about 28 Circles. So 28 Circles is a marketing company and uh, they have a couple programs that are really great for companies starting out. Uh, we actually use um, the Welcome Mat, which is one of their programs right away at Wiscoat and at Dubuque Asphalt Maintenance. I cannot say enough about how many leads are getting created with very little effort on my end. So Jason and the team at 28 Circles have taken, especially Dubuque, all on their own, and uh, we're getting more leads than we had previously there um, just off of the things they're doing. So what is 28 Circles? What does it do, right? So... Um, their programs, they have two that are there right now, the Welcome Mat and the Reputation Builder. Um, to talk about the, the Welcome Mat, um, these are the kinds of things that they take care of for you. Um, there's estimate follow-up, Facebook messaging, Instagram messaging, Google messaging, web chat, um, two-way text messaging back and forth. They take care of your basic website with hosting as well. They also have 24-7 website monitoring as well. And then they have daily website backups so that it keeps everything there. Um, what does all that mean, right? So um, Jason and the team uh, help you get an app and on your app, all the messaging and everything, your texts, your calls, everything all go to this app. You get notified there whenever anybody reaches out via email or all any of those ways and they get in touch with you. That all gets to you, right? But on the backside of that, um, it actually, all that stuff and all the work they do optimizes your SEO, which is your search engine optimization so that when somebody types in seal coating or asphalt paving or whatever you do um, in your area, the chances of you coming up at a higher rate or at a, I guess, a, a sooner search result, you know, at the top are improved via their program. They also take care of your Google My Business, if you allow, which also helps them to do search engine optimization. And the other thing is your reviews. So everybody has these, you know, um, expectations of getting more reviews and obviously more reviews on Google help you out as well. So that's their goal. These programs help you do that. So I would recommend um, going ahead and, and looking in the description here on this podcast, whether you're watching on YouTube or you're on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and there's a link down there below. Click that link and that'll save you $199 off the setup fee, the one-time setup fee. And that's strictly for Blacktop Banter followers and listeners. So search there, find it, click it, get over there, check it out. You click that link, it'll save you the $199 setup fee. If you can't find the link, just DM us here at Blacktop Banter um, or myself, Marvin, and I'll get the link sent to you and you can go from there. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's Blacktop Banter and this is episode 61. It seems to be a trend of repeat guests. We do have a long list of first-time guests that are going to be coming on and some really special guests, um, people that I don't think maybe anybody expected would be on the podcast are going to be coming up soon. But we do have a repeat guest today. Um, I have my friend Steve Flaherty, who actually has became my friend. We hang out. Uh, we talk about all kinds of things, which we did before this podcast. We shoot the shit once in a while and uh, send me back and forth and whatnot. And uh, I know what Steve likes to drink in Nashville sometimes, and he knows that I like to drink too much. So, you know, it goes, it goes both ways. We know a lot about each other. Steve, how have you been, my friend? Good, man. So living the dream. I mean, it's, it truly has been, uh, it's been crazy. Uh, we had a lot of those trade shows back to back. So we did get to see each other in person you know, a lot, um, a lot. Uh, regularly. Yeah. Uh, that was nice. Um, but it, it takes his, it takes his toll on getting, uh, office admin stuff done, but, um, but it's, it's been fun. I mean, I, I love getting out and seeing people again, you know, and, um, 
it's yeah. uh, beginning of uh, asphalt season. So, you know, what could, what could be better? Yeah, we, we did. We had a good off season, um, you know, over the off season. Um, now we're connected, right? So we started, you and I, you know, found each other on clubhouse, which I don't do all that often anymore. Um, yeah. Just kind of fizzled because we got doing the banter so much. Um, but I know people want it. I'm sorry that we haven't went back to the clubhouse. It was intimate setting. We did get a lot of good stuff out of it too. Maybe once in a while, I always say that maybe we'll do it because if I get pinned down, people will force me to do it. But that's where we met, man. Like, yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm not really supposed to be here, but I'm here and this right. is what I do. And then when you said, this is what I do, I was like, dude, I want to talk to you a lot, like a lot, a lot. So we're going to do it on the podcast. And we went from that to now we both have stakes in businesses and ventures and machines and all kinds of stuff together. So very, very cool. So what has been going on, man? Like so I seen you at the end of March, right? And um, it's been all of April and you came back to a pile of work. I know you did because I did the same thing as well. What's been going on around Nicotech uh, here as of late? Yeah. So, well, we've been, we've been building, we've been, um, you know, uh, we're at that stage of, of growth and of a company that we've laid down an amazing foundation. Um, and we've done it all without going out and raising capital, you know, pre this thing that we'll talk about later, but yeah. Um, which is, that's, that's how I know how to build. Um, and you know, your, your network is your net worth in a lot of ways. And so I I've spent a decade plus 15 years, 16 years, I guess, in this industry, um, networking on under different roles, right. Different right. companies, everything else. And then getting to run my own show per se in this has been, um, an extreme blessing. Um, but it, it's allowed us to establish a, a solid foundation. Um, so now it's, it's pouring on things and building upon the foundation and the relationships that we've laid out. And just, just to point out that, that clubhouse thing, like, I mean, I'm sitting here late night in the office and, you know, so this is, this is literally my office. You can see the flag move. This isn't yeah. or anything. Um, and I would plug in and listen to, to clubhouse and then ultimately, you know, get to meeting Brian Hess and then seeing you know this blacktop banter and i'm like this clubhouse business app and there's people talking about asphalt on here and then <laughs> getting involved in meeting you and then meeting guys in that group i mean so like we partnered um with kyle um and um other people out of the group for yep. things up in michigan um and so getting to know and meet the different people in the industry and then actually facilitating what is a social media app into um, something that is in the physical world is kind of remarkable. And to your point, yeah, I don't do clubhouse anymore. Um, I'm busy, but like uh, Ryan Austin, uh, we met in that group. Yep. And Ryan is actually a partner of ours on a project that um, I'll dive in deeper, but yep. we were selected as one of four companies as part of the Michigan or Next Cycle Michigan project. This will be the largest study of reuse of sustainable or waste materials um, in actual roads uh, that they've ever done in the country. Um, and so, and Ryan Austin is, uh, is gonna be our, our paving partner on that, along with Brian Hess, mm -hmm. um, you know, helping manage and, and, and understand that project. But I mean, that, to think that that physical world connection of where Nico was headed and what Nico was doing and then connecting in through a virtual world and then that Here all we are in the physical thing. world. Yeah. Kind of cool. It's so. crazy, dude. And that's that's when we started the when I started the U.S. Seal Coders group on Facebook and you've seen all these people online and then you've seen them in real life. It was like, right. oh, this is real life. Like, it's not just a, this ain't a game. And then also, um, you know, the ice is already broken. So most of the time when you meet, you're like, Hey man, yeah, I seen that you guys were at the game the other day or whatever. And it's like, this is the first time we've met physically, right. but we've right. been communicating over and over and over again. So to think that you, that we started talking about plastic and pavement, that was the very first conversation that we had. And now we're going to be using some of that sustainable stuff with, you know, with Ryan Austin and Brian's going to be part of it and, and Kyle and everybody else. I mean, it's just, crazy it's so crazy yeah. to put together that all this has happened um 
when we when we talk about like what's all been going on, mm-hmm. Nico went from when we first did our podcast together, the very first one, we only really talked about plastic and pavement, right? right. And all we were going to do with that and all the opportunities of that and uh, um, the Army Corps of Engineers and how we were going to do all these things. Dude, that was a year ago. And since <laughs> then, um, the portfolio, we'll say, or the, the blades in the Swiss Army knife um, they have multiplied by like five times. So let's go over real quick all the, I, I can't even say all the projects, but yeah. all the main facets of Nico at this point. Sure. Yeah. So, well, um, I think what we've always kind of viewed Nico as is, uh, so Nico, if you break it down, it literally means neo or innovative and then eco for ecological, right? Mm -hmm. So innovative sustainability, if you think of it that way, that's what we're about. Um, You have to walk before you run, you have to crawl before you walk, and you have to build, you know, the foundations and get something out there. Um, And, you know, they call it boiling the ocean, right? If you try to do everything, um, you know, you're you're trying to boil the ocean. Yeah. That's a recipe for disaster usually. Now, I think you can strategically boil parts of the ocean, then collectively that gains momentum and then you get to boil more of it. Um, And that comes with systems and processes, relationships and and traction. Mm -hmm. Um, We always say around here, action equals traction. So if you can have constant activity and get traction, then you can open yourselves up for more things. Um, So the way we kind of see Nico, you know, it started with recycled plastics and asphalt, um, but we quickly recognized, you know, over the course of, I mean, when I was doing this in 2008 to 2010, recognizing that the market wasn't ready yet. So we, you know, I put it on the back burner and then kept in the industry, but selling at different levels and different products. Um, Now that it's here, we're, we're seeing that there is a overwhelming you know we've got the infrastructure bill that has come through that's going to be the largest injection of capital into this market than ever before we've got um the administration's focus on sustainability you know like it or hate it the politics and stuff it's here um and so that that drives consumer perception that uh jump starts corporations of making claims or missions or desires um which opens up the marketplace for us in a tremendous way so it's like let's go bite off a little bit more and see how we can leverage what we have to capitalize and gain more traction. Um, So what we've kind of boiled it down to is if you look at it from sustainable equipment, sustainable materials, and then sustainable data management that overarches all that so that you can make better decisions, right? So if if we're out with, for instance, the robotic crack sealer, crack sealing the roads, and we're scanning the roads and getting the data of what that crack density is on that road, yep. that's a data repository that's valuable. So oh, yeah. we're building the system that that has that in play um, that we can then use that to guide more better decisions with sustainable equipment, sustainable materials. Yeah. Um, and, you know, where do we spend this, our dollar, right? Because I have yet to meet a municipality that has enough money to do everything on their pallet um, and continue to do so year <laughs> after year. Uh, it's just, um, unless yeah. you get a large um you know huge conglomerate corporation and even then you're taxing the infrastructure even more so you got to throw more you know more, more money more it. problems yeah well when we you know when we met here this last go around um you know when you you showed me a card and it had like this 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 so we were talking about the plastic pavement mm-hmm. um the pods right we were talking about which we you can go into that a little bit and then the the crack filling machine the data and then was it a a cementless or sustainable concrete yeah sustainable concrete so let's touch on each of those real quick i know everyone's already heard about the plastic pavement but maybe they're new to the podcast and haven't let's go over that real quick and then we'll touch on all the other things Sure. Yeah. So um, the way we kind of so if you look at it, the overarching entity or whatever is called Nico Brands. Um, yep. That's a, a corporation that then owns the individual subsidiaries. Um, so Nico Pave would be the asphalt division. So that's going to have its own sustainable equipment, sustainable materials. Nico Crete is the concrete division, which has its own sustainable materials and own equipment that is leveraging 
the other equipment from the paved division over there. So we, you build one chassis and you can accomplish all industries. Yep. Um, and then we have Nico waste and Nico plastics. That's the recovery of waste. And then we call out plastics. Those are kind of one division, yep. um, but that's the recovery of waste or partnering with uh, waste generation companies okay. that, that have feedstock that we can implement into infrastructure. So um, and then Nico Tech is really kind of the operating arm of all that. That is, that's where all of our DOD contracts lie. That's the brand name that people are going to know. Yep. Um, it's, you know, so it's Nico Technologies. And then it's like, okay, here's our Nico Pave products that are Nico Technologies, right? Yeah. Right. So it sounds crazy. It sounds structured. I'm the son of a lawyer. So I cross T's and dot I's two <laughs> times over. Um, but it, it allows us to be able to partner with individual, you know, so we're partnered with Georgia Pacific on the waste side. Yep. Um, they don't have any interest in asphalt and concrete. Right. And so if, if they were partnered, you know, um, with just a, you know, a Nico Pave thing, they'd be like, what are we doing? Right. Um, and similarly, over on the Nico Pave side, we're looking at some different chemical companies and plastic companies and everything else that have an interest in asphalt, but don't really have an interest over in the waste and um, you know, plat or recycling side. Okay. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a little bit different, um, allows us to keep track of stuff, allows us to have unique brands and, or, um, product segments under markets. Um, you know, I, I'm one that I have to blend and go over into the, the C word world of concrete. Yeah. Um, you know, and typically, Get out. The concrete get out. They don't like the, the A word and that's yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but you know, for us, we look at it as pavement um, and infrastructure as a whole. Um, and there's, there's different things. I was telling our team today, you know, if you think of Nico pave as the horizontal market, meaning the, the one that lies in the roads. So whether yep. that's asphalt roads, concrete roads, that's kind of what Nico pave product line is. Fair and enough. then Nico creates the vertical one. That's the one that we're building up in structures and blocks and um, you know, buildings and, yeah, I mean, with the way you have it structured, there's really, it's open-ended into almost every field, right? So yeah. with, with the, the way the brands are all structured under there, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't pigeonhole um, Nicotech at all right. to, to being one thing. And when we think about Nicotech and general tech technology, um, our big thing that we went gaga uh, about over the winter was the robotic crackling machine right yeah. with guys at rmv and um dude explain nico's because i got that question a lot and i was just like hey man it's contracts don't worry about it it's just cool that's all you need to know and um explain to them because you know i'm just a seal coder but you know explain to us how those fit together sure yeah, so RMV is its separate entity. Robotic maintenance vehicles yep. is a separate entity. They developed an amazing machine that um, is the the first that I've ever seen in the industry, and I'm sure um, the, the first has. that many have seen in the industry yeah. um, of a literally an industrial six-axis robot on a movable chassis that is. Uh, they started with crack sealing, right? So it's yep. it's taking the manual labor part of crack sealing out. So instead right. of a human hand holding the wand, it's a robot holding the wand. Yep. Um, instead of a human eye looking and uh, seeing where the cracks are, it's a robot eye or a laser imaging system yep. that's seeing the cracks and then telling the, the robot where to crack seal. Um, we partnered with them because of our relationships with the Air Force and the federal market um, that's the market that we have licensed the technology for. So we're the yep. exclusive licensee for the federal market. Um, and, and what we're doing with the Air Force, we took it through, uh, it's got two Air Force contracts on it. We, it got a phase one, which is kind of a, uh, a feasibility, um, study phase one is, um, designed yep. to engage with the Air Force and find out their needs, right. And find yep. out, does this have a fit? Like, is this something that adds value? What we found was a resounding yes. Mm -hmm. um, the Air Force owns 2.2 billion square feet of asphalt Ooh. that they have to maintain. So really? market size, I'd say that's pretty decent. Um, and, you know, so that's what we're going after. And then you've got the Army, then you've got the Navy, then you've got NASA, then you've got the Federal Highway Administration, then you've got national parks. Um, so the list goes on. That's infrastructure that we 
as the US of A have to take care of, which at the end of the day is American taxpayer dollars. So right. everybody should be vested in this because we're literally using your dollars to pay for this. If we can be more responsible for those, that makes more room for other things. For other things. Uh, or less government spending, which is always a good thing. Yeah. Um, but that's, the, so what we're going to be doing is, is building a unit um, that is particular towards the federal market that enhances on the technology that RMV has developed uh, in, in collaboration with them. They're partners in all this. Um, and then they've partnered with Sealmaster on the, the, the DOT and the contractor side. Yeah. Um, and so they're going to focus, Sealmaster's, you know, 100 um, franchisees out there um, uh, have the option of, of having this, whether it's in their rental fleet, selling the machines. Um, and those two collectively help each other, right? So right. We, you have a hard time getting a state agency or somebody to purchase it. You're like, Hey, uh, how do we know this stuff works? Like, well, we tested it with the air force and this yeah. is what the air force is using. Oh, sweet. Same thing with the air force. Well, how do we know that it's got this? Well, it's been out here in the commercial market and we're taking knowledge from there and applying it to your machine. Right. Um, yeah. So it's, it's for you. Yeah, it's one hand washing the other. Beneficial. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It, what's crazy is to see companies doing that when we, I don't know what side you're on on this screen, but you and I have been doing that for the last year and a half, two years and a half. Like there's two right. entities. We both see that, hey, this helps me. This helps me. Mm -hmm. This helps us. Now you're seeing companies be like, oh, yeah, this will work out. Oh, yeah, this will work out together rather than just be, uh, you know, one. How do I want to say it? I don't like saying pigeonholed over and over, but, you know, one faceted. They're like, oh, OK, yeah, we want part of that. We could help you with this and you could help us with that. Then all of a sudden you see our industry going as a whole versus right. what used to be um, nobody wanted somebody in on their piece of the pie. And you notice that everything stayed the same for like 20 years or 30 years. And it's like, no, man, we this need to start having conversations. Yeah. Like we need to start having conversations and um, everybody taking into account what they can do with each other. And dude, there's enough blacktop. You just said the air force is a mount. That's just the air force. Right. Um, yeah. There's enough blacktop for everybody. So let's figure out how we all prosper at making blacktop maintenance or in installation better as time goes on. That's what Sealmaster and RMV has done. So the same sealer that we put down here, that company at, at Wisco, right? That company mm -hmm. that supplies our sealer is also invested in the robotic crackling machine. That's going to go ahead and progress our industry as a whole all together as well. One thing I wanted to ask you about is the pods. Are they still going? Are we still doing those things? The... Um, Hot we, pods? Yeah, the hot pods. Yeah, yeah. for the Air Force. Yeah, base. so we are in a we're in a phase two with that one. Um, and so that is a rapid asphalt repair machine that is proprietary mix, proprietary heater. Um, so we will finish up in about two months with that, that Air Force contract. Yep. Then um, we're working with the Army Corps of Engineers, and we will take that on a dog and pony show to um, about a half a dozen Army bases and show them that technology. Um, right now, it is very much a military grade product. I mean, this yeah. thing is really designed so that you could almost throw it out of the back of a plane with two chutes and land it anywhere in the world. Yeah, um, when, when you look at it, you know, to explain it, it looks like the end of a shipping container, Yeah, right? but a heavy duty one, one of those ones you see with the big ribs on the side, man. Yeah, And, and you can pick that up with the pallet forks, um, yep. right? And pick that sucker up with forklift take it wherever you need to go or a big you know endo end loader or whatever's got forks on it they take that pod set it by the potholes wherever the heck they are they throw these proprietary asphalt pellets in they go in come out the bottom you got hot mix yep. right you patch yep. holes the holes are up to military standards military specs they're using them on air force bases and, and runways and everything else what do you do you patch that hole, you pick the pot up, take it to the next one, take it to the next one and then store it outside. You know, I, how, how big we think those are, Steve, are they like 15 foot long or, or. Uh, no, I think they're, I think they're like 11 feet. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's not bad at all, man. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I, I like that one. I like that. But that one's always been cool to me when, when, <laughs> when you explain it. Cause it's just like, dude, it's like a vending machine. It's like a blacktop vending machine. And I'm like, yeah, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, we manufacture the cartridges ahead of time. Um, and so if you think about, you know, asphalt, um, you know, what breaks down asphalt? It's, you know, UV, uh, tires, you know, traffic, rain, weather, you know, yep. oxidation, all that. Yep. Um, so if it's sitting, if asphalt's in a tube on a shelf, 
that's already hot mixed and cured, yep. it's got almost an infinite shelf life because it's got no elements exposed. Right, to. wrap it up. All we're doing is rapidly heating that. Um, and what they found, the reason that that is a solution is because cold patch, even the best cold patch, only takes about six to eight passes from a fighter jet. Um, oh, yeah. And so that is the most, like, if anybody can find a more impactful um, wheel axle load than a fighter jet, then I would be surprised. But um, that is what the Army Corps developed stuff for, because if it can handle a fighter jet, it can actually handle the larger, you know, C5 galaxies and everything, because those have a wheel carriage. But a fighter jet is a single access wheel, 35,000 pounds of force when it lands. Really? That's how much it is? Yeah. So that's, that is what is impactful on the runway that um, you can't, you know, your car, truck, even tractor trailer hits a pothole. You might have a bad day. You might have a blown tire, axle, whatever. Um, A $300 million plane hits a pothole we've got a problem. Yeah. Coming right? in hot. Especially if we're in, you know, war scenario or supply scenario or something yeah. else. Yeah. Um, Come, coming in at that speed. Yeah. Yes. That's not yeah. Different. So, um, so that's what that's designed for. Our ultimate goal with that is to look at the commercial market. How do we quote demilitarize it um, to where it still adds value, mm-hmm. um, but isn't at a prohibitive cost for the commercial market. Yeah. And so we've got some ways that we're doing that. We're going after some funding. Um, so after this, there's some follow on funding through the federal government that will allow us to explore some of the things that we found in this phase two, um, where we can enhance it or where we can um, build it for the commercial market that, you know, doesn't have to have the, the cargo box that can be drafted out of the back of an airplane. Right. right. Like we don't need that side. Um, you know, and that's where the exciting part with RMB um we were literally going and setting out to engineer what RMB built. And I kid you not, the serendipity that happened, real quick story. Go ahead. I had come back from an Air Force conference and I had just debriefed with my team and my board. And I said, guys, I don't know how, I don't know what, but I literally wrote down robotic asphalt repair question mark on a sheet of paper. That was at 5.30 at night. At 7.30, I get a message from a buddy that I hadn't talked to in probably a year because of COVID and everything else that was from my, my previous job in industry. And he messaged me through Facebook of all places and said, um, hey, Steve, uh, congratulations on the success with Nicotech. I can't help but think that there's synergy with a buddy of mine that I've known that has built this machine that is a robotic arm that crack seals the roads that makes it safer and more efficient for workers. And I'm like, you have got to be kidding me. And I'm like, Mike, can you introduce me? And so he made an introduction. I was literally up at um, the um, RMV office the next day. And we started talking and conversating about how we could help each other um, and our strengths. And, you know, they were already moving with Sealmaster, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and we felt that we could have a play with the Air Force. And then within let's see that was may so within by september we had already won the top 30 innovation with the air force award for that technology had received a phase one contract and it won the flight line of the future contract to go down one of six companies that got chosen out of 300 and some to go down to Tyndall air force base and demonstrate the technology live on an air force base so we've now completed all that. We're rolling that over to a phase two to develop it. But more importantly, the whole point of that is, you know, one collaboration elevates both. I would have spent, you know, a lot of time engineering it. Somebody's already got it. Might as well work with them. Mm-hmm. They're amazing people. Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't have better partners in all this. No, dude, um, I love those guys. Yeah. All the Hendricks um, and, and, and Tyler and everybody do. They're, they're great. Yeah. Yeah. So, and and when you're aligned like that, values are aligned. It makes, it's not this contentious point, right? Uh, Right. You know, they've got their, their market and stuff that they're going after. It's only going to boost and benefit ours and vice versa. What we build and do and things that we find out if, if the air force needs some particular blower on that versus that, well, that's now a choice option for the other market. Right. And nobody had to, you know, it's the air force engineering it or paying to engineer it. And then of all things, I've got the army Corps 
as the validators and the testers of saying, hey, is this up to up to par and spec? Yeah, now, those guys, I mean, arguably, I will put those guys up against anybody in the world, any engineers in the world, amazing group of people down in uh, Vicksburg, Mississippi at the Engineer Research Development Center, and a huge asset for not only us, but the entire industry, because this is what validates tech that allows it to get out there. Um, yeah. And so people listening should embrace technology and see how they can utilize it and, and facilitate it in their own businesses, because hopefully it only contributes to their bottom line, right? Right. It's not putting people out of work. It's like, okay, how do we redeploy? Because the hardest thing and the most expensive thing in any company is manual labor, right? Oh yeah. No matter so, what. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, robots yeah. listen, they work at night and they can do things. Uh, they don't call in sick. Um, right. And so if you can, and, and this generation, they're wanting to be more hands, hands on They're they're gamers. They're, you know, they want to yeah. be in that, that uh, virtual world, but also, I mean, um, yeah, still, dude, it essentials done. Well, at World of Asphalt, Eli had one of the virtual reality headsets yeah. on controlling an end loader, right? It's and he just crazy, was like, right. dude. And I was like, all right, man, it's a complete. You'll see world. it. Yeah. Somebody will be off in an office controlling the dozer that's out on the job site, right? I know, man. And then uh Dynapack had a remote controlled paver. And then yeah. you just put the you put the remote around your neck and run it. And right. I was like, dude, I could totally see my kids doing this stuff. So when we talk about um, complementing, right, and, um, you know, the robotic maintenance vehicles guys would have had to put in the work to get what Nicotech offered, right, right. At, during that partnership. So it, not, it shortens the time, yep. enhances the technology, gets it out there faster, and allows us to, you know, get, get the things faster. On it, which right. Is faster. Right. And, um, you know, when I first seen the machine, I was sitting back with Todd Jr. Uh, we were sitting back looking at it and I was like, man, you guys got to hook a router up to that. And, you know, right. it's like, he's like, well, you can, it's a disc. And I'm like, well, they make rotary routers too, man. I said, I know the name of the machine that does that. I'm like, he's like, well, yeah, we could hook a spindle here, run that down, run this here. I'm like, yeah, dude. I'm like, it'll robotically router. Then the robotic crackle machine goes right over it. Right. And yep. those are the kind of things where you have those conversations and you're like, dude, this is it. This is it. Yeah. So, you know, ironically, right. We might as well do what, you know, delve into this. Ironically, I bring something to the table. Thank goodness. Um, right. You know, when, when I seen that Nicotech was something that I could be part of, Right. Um, and not and not so much privately, like it wasn't you and I and me saying, hey, man, if I give you X amount of dollars, can I get a piece of the pie or whatever? Right. No, it worked out in a facet of WeFunder. Right. Yeah. So I'm invested, man. Like I invested a little bit right away. And I was like, dude, no, I'm going to invest a little bit more. And, um, dude, I, I love the fact that when you talk about Nicotech, you're talking about me too. And you're talking about us. And when I talk about Nicotech, I'm talking about you and I'm talking about us. Um, it has allowed through WeFunder people to get involved for as little as a hundred bucks. It was to, to start. Right. Um, and yeah, yeah. And it was epic, dude. Like just to be part of it to me, you know, people, people kind of give people grief, I guess, when they say, well, you, you know, you did it on a, a, a startup thing and it was a little bit or whatever. It doesn't matter. You're in. Right. You're in, you're part of it. If, if, if we get to the end game and our, our, we, we get what we get after, after all this, that's my piece of the pie, dude. And we were part of it. We were able to do it. The banter and our social media and whatnot has been able to say, Hey, and myself, my personal page and things as well as, Hey man, I'm thankful to be part of Nicotech. Like I'm thankful to be invested. You can also be invested. So let's talk about that real quick how yeah. listeners and people within the industry or outside the industry, maybe we got people that are just fans of blacktop, Steve, and they are like, well, I drive on it every day. I want to make it better. Um, yeah. You know, that you, they've heard you talk about everything that Nico is involved in. How do they, if they want to get invested in Nico and help get us there faster, like we've been talking about? Yeah, well, so back up real quick onto what we funder and what crowd equity in itself is. Sure. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It is it's something that was created. Um, the, the most people don't realize how a lot of startups grow and how companies get funded. Right. And the right. game had not changed since the 1930s, the value, the value, the net worth dollar that you've had to have, it's been a million dollars since 1930. 
million dollars in 1930 and million dollars in 2022 are very different vastly different things. yeah 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 um but they hadn't changed the rules and so in 2012 there was a group after the economic crash of 2008 there was a group of small business individuals that went to a lobbying firm that ultimately went to Congress that became the Jobs Act um, to create a new way for small businesses to be able to raise money. Um, people probably are familiar with crowdfunding in the sense of Kickstarter and Indiegogo, where, yep. you, hey, I got this widget. I'm going to make 500 of these, be an early one, and I'll give you a $100 discount. Yep. Um, that's, that's the, the power of technology and the internet and the crowd is you can reach a lot more people that was still restrictive. Like I could not broadcast that we were taking investment unless you were an accredited investor. So you had to have a million dollars net yep. worth outside of your personal home. Um, and I couldn't tell people publicly, like they had to know me and there's all these rules that the SEC put in place. Um, originally. So the Jobs Act changed that. They, they went through the first five years. They, they started, I guess you call it training wheels, but they still weren't fully going. Um, and then they changed the law again in 2020 and enhanced it, built upon it. That's when we ultimately decided that we wanted to do it that way. Um, I can go out and raise capital from large money, institutional money, venture capital, angel investors, quote, rich people. Yeah. Um, I'm not excluding <laughs> rich people. I'm not excluding accredited ventures. Right. I'm just opening up the game for other people, right? Everybody. Not, but the, the platform, right? The Jobs Act is opening it up. So that's the exciting part. So WeFunder recently shifted their message instead of calling it crowd equity because people don't under necessarily understand that if they're not involved in startup financing and everything. Um, so it's now called a community round. And so if you think about it like that, is that what, what we've developed, I've got 127 people that have invested as of this moment, yep. um, 176, 170, uh, here it is, $177,000, all right, from 127 people. So we're not talking massive amounts of check. I've got some large, I've got some that are just in for 100, 500,000, all yeah. that. But what it is, is a community. Now, out of that community, think it's just like the thing of a clubhouse. You know, you're in there. Yeah. Um, if I need to understand, hey, what am I doing with this crack seal machine or what else can it do? The routing or joint seals or yep. whatever. I'm coming to you and I'm asking if yeah. I need to hire an engineer and that has to have industry knowledge. I'm coming to you yep. or the yep. other community members and saying, hey, guys, um, by the way, anybody know anybody? Uncle, cousin, spouse, anybody? that can help. Yeah. Um, and we've got a champion of people that are saying, you know what, this, we can be better stewards to the world and be more sustainable, both with equipment and with materials to enhance our world. And so that's the, that's what I like to think of the hundred dollar voters. They're, they're the ones like, you know what, man, yeah. I'm not necessarily using this as an investment thing. It should be everything's yeah. in, yeah. but I'm, I'm supporting you. This is a vote of confidence. Yeah. And this is, you know, go out and this is important. That yeah. that makes me feel good that we're doing something that is impactful because at the end of the day, the money will come if you take care of the problem and add value at every level of the value chain. Make yeah. sure that your customers are getting stuff, your employees are getting stuff, the industry, the um, and your investors. If you take care of all that, the money comes regardless. And I'm not in this for a personal huge net worth or whatever. No, we found that out. <laughs> right we, yeah, we, yeah. You, you and i have found that out where, where we're just like dude we just want to see this thing make it like yeah. we just want to see how far we can go and how far we can take it and when you when you talk about the hundred dollar investors dude the guys that shovel asphalt they got that yeah. kind of spare money to throw into that so right. why not why not right. throw it in there and then be able to go back to the paver by the side when they're by the hopper and be like dude i invested in this company that's doing blacktop paving and and uh it's with plastic you know, and there, and then all of a sudden there's a conversation that starts and then people share that. And then more people share that. And then more people share that pretty soon. We've go ahead and we got our base, right? We that's, got our, our, that's our community. When I need to go pave in Colorado, I'm going to look who's our investors in Colorado and what's yeah. their expertise. And Hey, does yeah. anybody know somebody at the city of Aurora? They're really interested in our stuff, but I could use a warm introduction instead of a cold call. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right? yeah. That's, yeah. that's the power of the community around. So that's, and We've had a, a lot of fans and a lot of our network that have followed us along the way. And so this is a way to allow people that have seen us 
participate in our success without having to put in the daily effort of our success. Right. Oh yeah. That's what's awesome is being able, I mean, I truly take that, you know, pride in that. That's what I like about it. Like (laughs) your success is my success without me having to do a damn thing. Like as long as you guys are doing really well, God, I'm going to brag quite a bit about it. You know what I mean? Being the son of a lawyer, I always caution everybody, you know, make your own wise decisions on investment. See if it's something, um, you know, that's uh, and and know that this is a long term play. This isn't something that you're going to get immediate return or. Oh, yeah. on. We're growing this thing to be a behemoth. I truly feel that we've got all the pieces that this is going to be a um, a massive company in the infrastructure market. Uh, we've got collaborations and partnerships to help make that happen. We've got the federal government, both with funding and as a gauntlet test bed. Yep. Um, that's what's really cool. But, um, you know, everybody make their own decisions. If nothing else, you know, just even the social shares, right, of, hey, man, I'm not going to invest or I'm not going to do this, but, you know, I believe in what you're doing. That's all. If anybody's ever seen that small business, how can I help my, spa, my friends with yeah, a small business yeah. for free? Yeah. Share their message, like yeah. this, talk about it. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. On TikTok, it, there's a, a sound bite and it says, All my friends asking, uh, how come I ain't famous yet? And then it's like, Well, how come you ain't shared my shit? Right. How come you ain't shared my shit, huh? That's why I ain't famous because right. of you. Yeah. And I mean, dude, f- for me, when I when I think about it in that sense, um, ultimately when I think about blacktop banner, it's all about the network that I've created, right? And it's all about the community that we all are together that has supported that has made Blacktop Banner what it is. So then right. when, it, when we're able to think about us having a community round at Nicotech and that that community could do the same thing with Nicotech to see it succeed and then know that they have a piece in that, right? And that they've supported yeah. it and been part of it. That's a damn good feeling, man. Like it's the same oh, feeling as when you get done with a huge parking lot. And even though maybe all you did was fill the rollers up with water, somebody had to do it. You guys get done out at the end. You're all standing at the end of the parking lot going, holy shit, look what we just did. And I have a feeling that when you say the long play, that's what we're going to feel like. You know, it's going to be you watching me drink too much more than likely once again. And we're going to be at the end going, holy I've got, shit. I've got some bottles on, on reserve. That oh, are, I hope so. God, I hope I've, so. I'm I've, lab- one. I've I labeled I them one. with milestones. Oh, really? So they will not be broken until we hit that milestone. I like so that. nothing else, I'm driven by the 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 thought alcoholic of influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of just us drinking. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> that always seems to be a really good motivator for the asphalt industry. I'm not gonna, you know, go ahead and throw it out there, but it definitely is. Every time you hear free beer at our booth, those are the right, people. Right. That, that's so. yeah, that's, that's true. Cool. Well, how can people get involved then real quick if they want to, how can they find out yeah. where Nico ticket Nico tech is on WeFunder? Yeah. So if you, if you go to wefunder.com, so it's literally W E and then funder F U N D E R. And you can either do slash Nico tech, N E C O T E C H. Um, or you can search Nico tech and we'll come up. Yeah. Um, and we just, uh, so originally we did this as a test. I didn't know whether, you know, hard technology, everybody gets software, everybody gets consumer goods, everybody wants to invest in their local brewery because there's perks and everything. I didn't know how this would resonate. I knew how it would resonate with my personal network, right? And right. I knew I could do, be successful there. So we set a goal of 50,000. Um, we, we hit that within uh, almost 24 hours um, and then doubled it in 72 hours. Yep. Um, and so we did it as a test. We released our financials because so this is where, you know, we're letting people peek behind the curtain. This is an SEC regulated thing. This isn't yep. just, oh, we're we're saying we're doing things. You got to see, you know, what you're investing what in. You're and, going in. Yep. Um, so you get to see our numbers. Um, not many startups that are profitable since day one. We we've been fortunate enough to be profitable our first two years. So um, we, I'm sold. We just <laughs> we just filed our 2021 reviewed financials with the platform that will be turned into the sec and any day they will be uploaded there because the cutoff was april 30th you can't go past april 30th if you don't have the most current year's financials because technically you've already filed your taxes and all that um so that's the sec's rule so we are extending it um i will tell people i'm going out and raising capital from larger investors so the rich people get to be in on this too um, but the, the average person gets the, the same terms as the rich people. 
That's yeah. what's cool, right? Yeah. So everybody's on the same playing we're field. We're on the same right? level. Yeah, we're on the same level um, with the same. You don't have to have the hundred thousand. You can vote with a hundred and you get the same terms. Yes. So um, that's what cool. levels of playing field when it comes yeah. to that. You know, obviously it's like anything else when you think about um, betting, right? Like yeah, somebody if somebody yeah. wagers more, they get rewarded more. You get yeah. rewarded less, you know, if you wager a little less. But either way, you're playing the same game. Everybody's yeah. got the same rules, right? And it's and it's they all have the same input and the same ability when it comes to it. So, dude, when when we think about this in, mm, I don't know. Let's let's throw the hypothetical projection out there a little bit, Steve. In uh, and behind you is the university, right? Yeah, Wesleyan, right? Right, Ohio Wesleyan. Yep. Yep, and. I got to imagine in 10 years, we may have a different backdrop um, when we do this podcast. I don't think I'm going to, I, God, I hope I have a different one. I hope Blacktop Banner's in its own building and uh, it's a Mecca that people want to come to. But what is it going to look like? Do you, do you have any bearing on that? Because technology is going at a crazy rate yeah. and advancing. Um, what do you think it, it's going to look like, man, in 10 years when, when we when we do this and we talk about what we're doing? Yeah. Um, well, so for me, I mean, you know, we've got our own internal goals and everything else. And, um, you know, I can't hype uh, projections, you know, legally, you know, you can't go out and say that, I know that. Google I know or that. anything like that. Um, and truthfully, nobody knows. Um, I do think that this is the absolute moment in time that technology is going to disrupt this industry, that sustainability is going to disrupt this industry. And we are playing on both sides of that. Cool. Um, and the fact that we are building, we're the only ones that I know that is playing that type of role that's yep. building in the DOD ecosystem. And the DOD has finally shown after so many years, I would have never five years ago, if you would have told me that I was working with the, the Air Force or the federal government as my first customer, I would have told you you're crazy, um, but they, they, we've, we've been fortunate enough to meet enough um, people in that ecosystem that we've, we've solidified our place in that ecosystem. Most people don't win more than one or two of the SBI RSTTRs. We've won six AFWERX contracts in the last 24 months. I just turned in our three quarters of a million uh, phase two for the robot. So that, that hopefully will be our seventh. Um, and then I've got five more in queue between now and the end of the year that we'll be submitting. Um, not all of those are going to be win, but, but that's developing the R&D behind everything. So instead of me developing the R&D, instead of me having to have this huge lab, we're leveraging our relationships with the Army Corps, with the federal labs, with the Air Force Civil Engineering Center, um, actually licensing some of their technologies that play into our uh, ecosystem yep. to then market that as well. I mean, there's no better technology than what the Air Force has already solved their problem with, right? Like right. they've already created a solution for the problem, commercialize that, and then more importantly, commercialize that for the, the non-military market. So I think you'll see us having a presence in both sides of the marketplace. Okay. Um, a lot of commercial airports, yep. uh, a lot of, so we're working with several of them right now um, yep. as we develop this Air Force model one and, um, and then I, I think it's going to be a lot of collaboration partners because we can't build and scale. You know, you can't build a lifestyle business. I can't build a my own paving company and own concrete company and own thing that goes out there and does it all. So yeah. that's where there's opportunities to collaborate with us, utilize our technology and our materials. We take care of that and we work with partners. We work with people that are already in this industry doing it. Um, and whether that's through you know, dedicated protected territories. I don't necessarily want to, you know, I don't want to franchise or anything like that. Right. Uh, we want to help develop technologies and materials that can reach this industry. And yeah. that takes, that takes everyone. That's not yeah, just does. us. Dude, um, I can't wait. I can't so wait. yeah, we'll have, we'll ha we've got large partners. Um, I've got a couple of meetings coming up with some massive players in the marketplace that, um, you know, would be investors. And, you know, it might be that, you know, Nico Tech, a XYZ company yep. um, is, you know, because to break into this in a large scale, it's going to take some 50, yeah. 100 million dollar type investments. Yeah. Um, yeah. But if you look at the industry as a whole, the infrastructure markets can, 
owned by conglomerates that operate under 500 different, you know, multinational yeah. local brands. Yeah. So. Dude, I can't wait for um, robotic seal coating machines and drone striping. Dude, I, I, and Wiscoat is going to be far off. the premier. I know Wiscoat is going to be the premier, right? Like when we start yeah. testing that, we're going to come here. We're going to do it at Wiscoat. We're going to do robotic seal coating and drone striping. I'm in. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's that's the point, right? So the the next, what you know, where's the industry in 10 years? It's going to be that. Yeah. Um, and the people that embrace that and understand that and use that technology to do jobs more efficient. Uh, do twice the work that they used to do, um, not Ooh. have to have the large overhead of manual labor, just dedicated, awesome people doing the work. That's, that's where the industry is going to be. You've seen so, it. You, you've seen yeah. it. You've seen it in line striping, like the guys yeah. that embrace the laser and the auto layout, right? Their efficiency and the amount of jobs that they can do compared to when it was before is right. unbelievable. And if you didn't embrace it, and you were in one of the major players um, in some of those areas, you, you got left behind. Like it just, it, it, that's just how it was. And that's how it's going to be this time. So um, hopefully we keep clubhouse and, and, uh, and going to some of the expos and staying in the loop. And I think that if somebody was to partner with us and become a, uh, you know, a funder of Nicotech, they're going to be in the loop. So how can oh, they, sure. how can they follow along with Nicotech online, uh, social media or any yeah. other way? Yeah, we're in all the, the traditional places. Um, I think we've got a TikTok. I haven't gotten like yeah, dude, but Instagram so though. much, but Instagram, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn. Um, we are all there. Uh, most of our at signs are Nico Tech USA. Yep. Um, just because I haven't shout out the big bucks for the, the official NicoTech.com. Perfect one. I got you. But USA, we'll there. take the Nissan play. So if you know the Nissan yeah. story, Nissan.com and Nissan USA. Yeah. That's, that's kind okay. of what we modeled it after. So that'll work, Thanks, that'll work out good. Then um, the, the website. Uh, NicoTechUSA.com. Okay. All right. Now, so that's it. We've, we've covered everything. <laughs> now we get to do something fun. We're going to do a pod deck real quick before you leave because uh, All right. I want to I want to ask you. A, can, can we uh, can we sponsor this one and call it a hot pod deck? A hot pod deck. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. That's it. I'll send you the check. By Nicotech. The hot pod deck by Nicotech. That's right. Yeah. Now, here we go. Another brand. All right. Hot pod deck by Nicotech. All right. We're going to see. I shuffled pretty good. If it's going to be a different one, there were someone that already has, we're going to shift it out. But Oh, wait. that Somebody already had that one. All right, man. This is a good one, I guess. Because, you know, we're spry, right? You and I are energetic. Sure. Let me get it. What makes you feel old? Steve. So at, I'm, I'm sitting at Ohio Wesleyan, the Delaware Entrepreneurial Center at Ohio Wesleyan. Yep. Um, so I, I have a, uh, a role as, so my, I wear one hat. I wear a Nicotech hat every, every ecosystem that I'm in. Yep. Um, but they, they asked me a couple of years ago to teach the entrepreneurship class. And so as long as I had free reign, I agreed to do it. Um, and so I run my class completely different. I run it like an accelerator. I make people build a business and their midterm is an elevator pitch and their final is a venture pitch and they can actually win money in the, um, the competition. But teaching 20 to 22 year olds makes me feel extremely old, especially when I'm talking I'm like, <laughs> so when the, you know, the planes hit the tower, remember where you are? They're like, yeah, dude, we were in our mom's womb. Or, <laughs> I'm like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Like, that's so, right. yeah. So the fact that that's you what can does talk it. up to anybody and know whether they're eligible to drink or not, because you see the one in front of their name, that makes you me know. feel old. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've, I've been this year um, when, when we, uh, I can relate to that because this year as I'm, uh, estimating work and going to see clients and they're like you've been doing this a while I'm like man this is our 18th year and then I'm like damn like <laughs> right. 18 years like I'm 36 like I've been doing this half of my life right. uh, yeah I've been doing it half my life man and from here on I'm going to be doing this the majority of my life so right. it's like oh crud dude I'm there like this is my last year so next year I have a feeling I'm going to be old so I'm, I'm with you on that one <laughs> Cool. Steve, thanks so much for joining us again. Pleasure, thanks for man. updating Dude, thank us you. with everything um, that Nicotech has to offer. Um, we're hoping that people reach out and become investors as well, along with me. If you have yeah. any questions, 
specifically for me, you can always reach out to me. You can always reach out to Steve and the team at Nicotech as well. They'd be glad to tell you what you're getting invested in. I'm sure they will. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And just supporting and sharing the message. I mean, we're, we believe in, you know, sustainable infrastructure. I think it's here and technology efficiency. Yeah. Um, blessed to be part of this industry. I mean, that's, that's what I do love Marvin, you know, is you go to these shows. I've been parts of industries where people are jackwads. Oh yeah. And genuinely, you know, you see the raised on blacktop guys at the show yeah. and the, the booth that they put up at world of asphalt and where it's the people yeah, embracing that, like that's their mantra, right? That's what they, that's yeah, what they love. love. It. That, it. that is unique. That's not in every industry. So no. No. That's off, man. Well, we're glad you're here, dude. We're glad you guys Appreciate are here it, with man. us too, because uh, it makes us, it makes our industry very cool to be able to show this shit off and yeah. say, hey, dude, this is really going on. It's not just rocks and oil and we're smearing it down. Okay, right. like we're doing some cool shit now, and uh, yeah. dude, I'm I'm grateful to be part of it. So tell everybody there I said hi, and um, we right, will go ahead and uh, sign off for this podcast, but. We'll definitely be in touch. We'll be, keep collaborating, you know, do, doing posts and stuff like that as well. So for myself and Steve Flaherty and everybody at Nico Tech, this has been episode 61. And Steve, we speak asphalt. We do. Every time we talk, we speak asphalt. Yes. And we also want you to seal it, pave it, stripe it, and kill it. Peace. See ya. Guys, if you want to bump your sales or operations of your company, I recommend you check out Top Contractor School. They offer different levels of live coaching in sales mentorship and operations mentorship. They also have virtual training with monthly elite memberships or annual elite memberships. They include a private Facebook group, downloads for reference material, and two 30 to 45 minutes conference calls per month, and much more. I've been part of the conference calls. The nice thing about those, not only do you get the coaching and the insight from top contractor school, but you also get to network with other contractors, develop relationships with them, which also leads to more insight and more success. Check out the Facebook page for top contractor school. Check out the Instagram page at top contractor school and check out topcontractorschool.com. Right now they have a code if you're a veteran for 50% off all training products the code is VETS50, V-E-T-S 50. Check them out.